Well met, and welcometh to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I beeth one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with the royal doofus, Yashimo. Also, I'm joined with someone who's muttontastic, Jose Martinez. And a witch who fell from the sky, Juliana McLaughlin. And last but not least, someone who always takes their role playing very seriously. And I'm Evan Dahl, <laughs> Talk out, Prince, here to steal your rupees <laughs> and magical scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I had something in my throat there. Hi, I'm Dan. <laughs> that. Yo. I'm so glad that I picked the right intro. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you started to say it, I was like, sick. It played very nicely. Thank you. Uh, while, the... we were, while you were oh, setting you up, just... I was scrolling through the fantasy name generator. <laughs> <laughs> the levels on that, though. Oh, it's all good. I'm fine with it. You're welcome, future Omar. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in and probably a little confused, uh, this is our podcast where we talk about SpongeBob, um, and we get little life lessons from the episode and give it to our wonderful listeners who decide to join us. And this week's a special week because uh, we have our Josh and I have our full D and D group with us today. We've had Jose and Dan on the podcast before, but now we have Jules. The gang's all here. Welcome. Yeah, the gang's all here. <laughs> um, but yeah, this week we are watching season four, episode six, Dunces and Dragons. Act one. So this is one of those weird episodes where it's just basically one big episode. So uh, this is basically the summary for the whole whole thing. But uh, yeah. Anyways, SpongeBob and Patrick go to medieval moments where they accidentally <laughs> volunteer to joust. <laughs> and they get kicked basically back in time and help save medieval Bikini Bottom from Planktonomore, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Planktonomore. That, that last one was off the dome. <laughs> yep. so I had to make sure I had it right. Uh, to get things started, I want to ask you all if, do you think it was necessary for all of them to talk in Doth Shakespearean esque stuff? Jules, we'll start with you because you're a newbie. Yes. <laughs> absolutely may you please elaborate <laughs> absolutely um i think that when they first arrived and spongebob and patrick were really the only people committed to the bit um it very clearly defined once they got back to medieval times because everybody was committed to the bit because it was no longer a bit <laughs> <laughs> it was Every, life yes everybody leading leading up to that was doing it just begrudgingly everybody yeah. was so upset about it which i mean most actors who are doing work that is just fairly fringe acting hate their life. You know, <laughs> it's like, how do you combine like the low tier thing that I love with food service? <laughs> and that's what they have to do every day. So they're like, yeah, sure, doth your ass. You know, like it just it just goes along with the theme that everyone in Bikini Bottom hates their jobs except SpongeBob. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever been to like a Renaissance Fair? No, situation but I am any of you? ready. I've been to. Have y'all, have y'all ever been to Medieval Times? The like theme restaurant. I've always wanted to no. go there. Oh my god! I joke about it like every LA. time I see one, and my parents it are is, like, "We're not going." It is the littest in the world. We should absolutely like, oh my go. God. Like, Where's it at? Uh, there's one in in Rutherford, New Jersey. We're going. <laughs> Road We're trip. Off. We're going. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's basically like it's basically like you're seated in um in like. 
uh like six different sections that are all um assigned a color and each color corresponds to a knight that participates in the show and like um each night like each performance of the show uh has a different winner and like you're cheering on your your knight and i've gone once and my knight won and it was hell yeah Mm. Then you got. Is there booze there? I was 17, so I didn't get wasted, but there is booze there. I really want to go back as an adult and just be trashed the whole time. But (laughs) do they speak in that, like, ye olde Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Like, you know, like. So they commit to the bit. They commit, yeah. 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 It's no, like, medieval times is nothing if not commitment to Bitmen. Like, you know, (laughs) it's. it's... Because there was strong Long Island vibes when they were not committed to the bit, which I also really appreciate. Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, we're starting a war here. Sorry. I'm in a bit of a sassy mood. Hey. I, yeah, I, no, it's awesome. I never understood why. I mean, I guess I kind of do, but like why this Shakespearean old English talk is associated with medi- medieval times? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that might not be the case. Probably not. Yeah, uh, it predates Shakespeare. And right. also like everyone in medieval times was uneducated. So And it's, it, but it's like, there's times where like it's, it's, it sounds very Shakespearean. Yeah. Like, doth thou know whatever. Um, same thing with dragons. Like, dragons are associated <laughs> with medieval times. Like, I don't think there were dragons during medieval times. Yeah, you don't know. You weren't there. Extinct. I mean, that's true. I wasn't there. Um, which is interesting because then there's a show like Game of Thrones where it's kind of medieval, oh, I know that show. but kind of fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a good like mix of those two. But I feel like also medieval people had a really hard time like classifying animals. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's a description... Of an animal that has like a snake head with a leopard body and lion lion back quarters and then um, deer feet. What animal do you think that they're describing, Jose? A gecko. No. A platypus. A giraffe. giraffe. Oh, a giraffe. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. It has a head of a snake. So long. Okay. Long. um, The print of a cheetah. Okay. Spotted. Spotted. The hindquarters of a lion. It's got a weird tail, I guess. Yeah, and like, like you know, haunches. Haunches. Yeah. But then the feet of a deer. Because that's wow. the feet. Cloven feet. So, wow. yeah. And so they like, like named it something ridiculous, like lots of different dragon type names. What a time to be alive, though. Head. That was like the most exciting time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Back not when, already knowing what yeah, everything right is. Right when disease was there and I in the street. Yeah. That's when no one knew anything. <laughs> Hashtag plague. And they were just making it up as, it, as they went. Yeah. 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 Um, so I have a question about the the very beginning. Is this the first time we see a suicide joke in SpongeBob? <gasps> yeah, because he heard. like literally like holds that <laughs> yeah. up the fake I'm assuming sphere yes. up to his neck, and he's just like, "Not today." I have a note that says, "Somebody got to check on the head usher. He's not okay." <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, you you brought it up, but basically every low wage worker in Bikini Bottom or minimum wage, uh, assumingly, just hates hates their life. Yeah, yeah, like no one. No one that you see with a job in Bikini Bottom likes it, except SpongeBob. All, all of these people at this uh, medieval moments seem to be very uninvested and hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Puff hates her job Poor because Mrs. of SpongeBob. Yeah. I think like maybe the only other exception is Mr. Krabs, but he doesn't really do anything. And Larry, so. he seems to have fun. Larry does seem to like that's being true. a lifeguard. You're right. Yeah. But okay. that's just, just like off. sitting in the sunshine yeah. near the water. So. But, but it's yeah. just like real life. You just, only a couple people ever find their purpose. And like Larry found yeah. his purpose. But Everyone else is been, just miserable. <laughs> as has been established also, people of Bikini Bottom worship lifeguards. So of course he enjoys that job. Oh, yeah. 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 So like the attention. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, Sandy's also about it, but she put herself there. You know, like well, it was a what choice. What is her job? Sandy's scientist. She's a scientist. She's a scientist, but that's yeah. her own. No. That's her like 
freelance. Yeah. <laughs> is she like, did she get grants? Probably. <laughs> yeah, she has like, yeah, there's one where she accidentally, uh, she makes a banana peeling machine. And they all come to like it's all these like chimpanzees that come over. Oh and they're my god! Like, yeah. Yeah. They're all like fancy and yeah. shit. With their yeah. teeth. Those I think are the ones who fund her experiments. Monkeys. Um, I like how when you they first enter the medieval times, it's like well, like sword sorcery and bad hygiene. Because even like yeah. nowadays, when you like associate like ren fairs or like larping or whatever, everyone's like they should be wearing deodorant. I don't know why <laughs> like bad hygiene is like such a consistent thing with these <laughs> commitment things. to I, the bit. Can I tell you guys an embarrassing story about me? Yes, yes. please. Okay, so I went to a ren fair. Uh, <laughs> older than I like to admit, but I won't say how old because I don't want anyone to know. Um, I went to a Ren Fair and it you was r- raining like or no, it was that recent <laughs> or else I would have been like, yo, this is what happened. Uh, I went to a Ren Fair and at the time, the class that I went with, like it was a small class. So um, they let us like have like you, you would dress up. So I dressed yeah. up as a squire because that's what yes. fit me. So I'm wearing these like poofy pants, short situations. Oh. Um, I don't think I had tights. Did you have photos of this endeavor? Oh, maybe. I'll, I'll like see if I can dump, find it. Yeah, I don't think text your mom. <laughs> that's a like a deep dive. It was also like the time before cell phones. So it, no, I don't know if anyone snapped any pictures of me. Anyway, so I go to this Ren Fair and it's raining so, and it's all straight up mud. And I had to pee so bad, but we were waiting and we had to wait for something. And then I was like. I was like, I need to go. I need to go. And then I literally, you know how like in Bridesmaid where she just like squats in the street. (laughs) I squatted down. I was like, I got to pee so bad. And they're like, well, you need to hold it. You need to hold it. Which I hate it when people tell younger Mm. kids to hold it. And like I literally pissed because it was raining and I wasn't wearing other people's. I was wearing other people's clothes. I didn't give a because I peed and like. It like literally just looked like rain because I was already soaked. And then they took me to like at the porta potty and I had to pretend to pee. Were you like really well hydrated or something? Like, I just like I like how hard smell? was it? No, yeah, because the rain had like just basically it rinsed off. it off. Yeah. I looked out because oh, basically yeah, shower out of it. No one said anything to me, and if it did smell, they like kept it thankfully to yeah. themselves. But what the worst part was is so I'm basically <laughs> rinsed off by this whatever rain, right? And then. On the way home, our bus breaks down. <gasps> and in addition to that, we were waiting like an extra, like it felt like forever, but I'm sure it was like half an hour or an hour because that's how long it takes to drive uh, to that particular point. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, there was a high-speed chase next to our bus <laughs> at the exact same like moment that we had just pulled over to the yeah. side. And so like the road got closed down. So not only like probably smelled like this, but also... I had to stay like that for an extra amount of the time. Yeah, it was a really <laughs> ren fair. You were just committing yeah. to the bit, like that was part <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what we did. Yeah. 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 So that's Sweet. actually like goes into my first small lesson. My nice. small lesson is that living in the medieval times must have fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I like how SpongeBob pants took on the turret. Form yeah, that was so Instead cool. Instead of being square, he now looks like he has a turret. SpongeBob butt. castle pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, you think about how like there was all this disease and like bad hygiene and like the streets. Although you know some of some of them are better than others. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to in the streets. But like, <laughs> I don't, I, no. you know, sometimes you just gotta go. You know, and yeah. I this is a okay. subject for another time. Um, like it, it just was not a great time to be a human being in the world. I don't think. Yeah. Do you think people are gonna look back like a couple hundred years from now and be like, man? 
those 2000 like 20s it was not a good time to be I alive hope so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hope that <laughs> works it's better Dude, from here i look back at 2004 <laughs> and i'm like what were we thinking with the way we dressed yeah like those super baggy pants like oh. the picture of soldier boy he's <laughs> <laughs> wearing like double xl shirts and like Triple XL pants. People still yeah. wear the stuff like that, that's, though. That's it's true. coming back. So jumping well, on like the fashion part of it, like I, <laughs> I'm just gonna transition here. I liked how like they kept some of the characters. Like you're talking about, like SpongeBob had like his pants, but like Mr. Krabs also had his entire outfit, except yeah. for his pants were just like the poofy pants and like that big purple robe. <laughs> yeah, but then Squidward was in a full on just yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do we? Th- what do we feel? How we feel about Squidly? I think oh, his, I love it. I think his song's a banger. That's what I'm saying. He's not he thrown in jail. He was. I think, well, I think it was more the content. Yeah. And, like, Dan, you can talk about this. You know how, you know, Chumbawamba was, <laughs> was, uh, what you is know, this, a crossover episode? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prosecuted for the content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the content is very political and it's good. Like, yeah. like, whoever wrote all those songs, shout out to them. Yeah. I was actually thinking, bro, what are you thinking singing this song in front of Mr. Krabs? I well, that's like, gumption. Right. Yeah. Like, but, I don't know but, how Squidward is able to walk because his balls are just hanging. But that's, 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 what's what's the, but that's like the entire point of a court gesture. Is that, was that the point yeah. of a court gesture? I was never, I never yeah. really understood. It's like, they actually make fun of like royalty. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there's like a law in Irish, like Irish law was that like jesters were not allowed to procreate because <laughs> their entire job was to be the criticism for leadership. And so oh. they weren't allowed to like have the power of procreation. They did not have time to get. Busy. Yeah, they had yeah. to be, you know, questioning their leadership and like Should their have entire cheeks. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense because I think Squidward invented twerking. <laughs> there's a there's a moment where he starts shaking He's his butt. Yeah. So like all that inner sexual tension that he can't release. It makes sense, but he still, but he still, he curses his great, 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 great grandson, which is Squidward, right? Which, by the way, which, I see, love that closing of the loop. That's <laughs> a small. That's a small lesson I put is, uh, don't curse your ancestors. <laughs> yeah, curse someone else's. It happened to Stanley the Hellnuts, and he did not. <laughs> you have to he get did it not deserve it, own. and I don't that think Squidward true. deserved it either. Yeah. Um, I also put, uh, be nice to minimum wage workers. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that is that is a lesson. On this show, for literally every episode that features, yes, Mr. Yeah. I will literally say it until the day one. I die. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think it, I think it is perfectly indicative of Mr. Krabs's character that he would want the status that comes with having a court jester, but then get mad the moment the court jester does his job of yes. making fun of him. Right. I also wrote yeah. down that he was born into generational wealth, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's yeah. other episodes that refute that, but if you're supposed to believe that this is an actual time travel thing, right. he's been rich since. Forever. Forever. Yeah. I so, also like the King Crab pun. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also like when the dragon does come into the scene and that's like part of the plot line, there's a line where he's like, We have less population and I'm losing a ton of taxes over it. Yeah. So like the reason that he wants a savior is not to like protect the well being of his subjects, it's because he's losing taxes. <laughs> that's a good catch. I missed that one. Yeah. 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 I I love the fact that the dragon is a giant jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so delightful. <laughs> Very on brand. I was but. super noticed, like noticed that there's so much darker stuff in this one, like the beheading. Yeah, oh yeah. Man, they just put a straight up guillotine in this episode. No euphemism or anything. No. Yeah, and like... there was a pineapple that they put in there as like the, yeah. the test slicer. That yeah. felt like foreshadowing to me. I like yeah. that. Just a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, even like in the dungeon, like the being chained up and like Swidley being like hanging from his tentacles. I was like, this is a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and like torture call, devices and stuff. They don't call them the Dark Ages for nothing, I guess. But like, still, <laughs> this, this, is a children's, <laughs> this is a children's cartoon. What are you? What are you about to behead someone for? Like that scene between SpongeBob and Patrick, where, like when SpongeBob's about to be beheaded, is like, whoa, like, it's, it's a yeah, little yeah. too dark for me. The it's final like, moments. It's a little too dark for this delightful. <sighs> beloved children's media i do like how there's like always a prophecy though right like that's the whole thing yeah i also wrote down i was like why are prophecies always in the throne room like above like and then the right. king's always like what well, i didn't see that didn't yeah. the divine right of kings mm-hmm. there you go nice. hey, we love a prophecy exactly yeah. prophecy. but it's just like it always like comes in like what was it the fifth harry potter book and then it's like oh yeah by the way there's a prophecy oh, this yeah. whole time, by the way. Yeah, right. Surprise! we could have had this the entire time <laughs> but no we'll wait i'm really mad at how they did gary Oh, oh my leech. god. They made him a leech. Yeah. Gary is yeah. not a leech. Although, to be fair, how else would you have done Gary in, the, in this world? I just felt like they shoehorned him in there. He could have yeah. been like some wise him. person. Like, I mean, yeah. he, we had in the dream episode, he was yeah. like a smart like librarian. Yeah. Like, like every other like there. history one with Gary, he's like a huge snail yeah. or yes. like something like majestic. He could have been the steed. Exactly. Yeah. Make Gary yeah. the steed. Yeah. That's really, good. That would have been awesome. Like a right? really like slow moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Justice for Gary. Yeah. And justice like instead of being like <laughs> hashtag justice for Gary, Mao. Wait, can you give me that one more? Yeah, time? Yeah, do it one more time. Mao. <laughs> <laughs> um, another uh, small lesson I had from this first half is don't let audience members have full control over your content. Yeah, right. <laughs> because definitely it happens a, a lot. I feel like. Well, that's what, like the whole point of magicians, right? Is they make you think you have yeah. control and then they yeah. take it all away. But when they were like, you're going to joust, and I was like, they didn't sign any liability. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's I no liability. Too, yeah. like, where's the waiver? They like, put right. them on real seahorses and mad ones. It looked like those seahorses had beef. Like, to go off that lesson, it's like, if you're uncomfortable, then like say something, say no sooner to stuff like that. Yeah. Like if you're like, if like any of you were uncomfortable with coming on the podcast, like feel free to say no and something like that. <laughs> that right? was my big lesson, Josh. I knew you were going to steal it. <laughs> Sorry. Yikes. But it was, it was, it was like, if you're uncomfortable, speak up. I, I totally agree with you. They clearly did not want to job. Well, they even said they're like, I don't know how to ride a horse. Like, if I didn't know how to ride a horse, I would not get on that. That's yeah. a lot yeah. of right Although, uh, uh, SpongeBob does have experience with seahorses. He yeah. does. But, we, but this might have been after. Like, we, the, the timeline's always, like, yeah, it's always I, confusing. I have decided in my head that every SpongeBob episode happens in chronological order. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Just because it's easier that way. On the SpongeBob wiki, yeah. they actually have know, it in I've true chronological order, and it's it's too hard. It's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, I'm can just, we like, like all the episodes? Can we do like a chronological watch? Like people do that with all the Marvel movies. That'll be that'll be that'll 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 be the that'll, that'll be the that'll be the spinoff for the podcast. <laughs> we'll watch it in chronological. This order. is how cinephiles watch SpongeBob. <laughs> That's oh. like every episode. Like they ordered every episode. Oh my god! Yeah, well, like it's... there's like certain things that I don't even know. Like when I got, I was reading certain things. Like they were like referencing gods of some sort, and I was like, "When did this what happen? What? <laughs> like much. apocalyptic events they reference I in this like, thing?" I feel like this show goes off the fucking chain in later seasons. Like yeah, we're still totally. so early. And like, you can definitely, and Josh and I were saying this with season four. You can definitely feel the shift. Yeah, from like the vibe of season three to season four, and like I don't really know. I I do remember this episode, but it's not as quotable as other episodes. Yeah. But, like, there was definitely, like, moments in there that I remembered very vividly. But I don't know. Like, the vibe is just darker or, like, slightly more adult, if that makes sense. I think sense. more adult would be right. Because yeah. I got a lot of, like, a lot of cartoons, I feel like, around that time. Because even, like, Adventure Time or, like, mm-hmm. other, like, stuff like that, I feel like more adult. And I feel like that's what SpongeBob was leaning into during this yeah. time. You know, even with the animation, I feel it's very similar to those cartoons, too. Yeah. 
at one point, <laughs> the jellyfish dragon blows up the bowling alley. Yeah. And right, bowling alley. right before that, it blows up the old folks' home. Like, if you pause it, you see the sign, and it's like, ye old, yeah. old folks' home. And then it shoots, like, it gets destroyed and incinerated. And then it shoots back over to the bowling alley, ye old bowling alley. And that gets disintegrated. And everybody's like, no! Yeah, I'm like, what about the old people? Yeah. Like, they just knew. Who, who's in an old folks' home during the medieval times? Like, what are you, like, 35? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I, oh, the ripe old age of 42. <laughs> I think along with being a little darker, the show, um, like, like, it loses some of its internal logic in mm. the in the fourth season, uh, in what I've seen of it so far. And that's not to say that it's bad. Yeah. Like I, I actually thought this episode was pretty good. But yeah. like it's it's based entirely on a very like absurd contrivance. Yeah. It's like it's like, mm. oh, we're jousting and then then we just time travel for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no like justification or logic behind that. And I feel like that's not something that they do much in like the first three seasons of the show where yeah. they just Something is this way just because, yeah. just so we can have an episode to write. You right. know? They're relying on the absurdism of it. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. leads a little harder into like just absurd logic rather than actual actual like world building. Sure, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I did um, like that though. Um, yeah, they went, they time traveled, and they never explained it. Yeah, like they got whereas shot sometimes the roof. like <laughs> Avengers Endgame, like it got uh-huh. a little too overcome. Like they try to explain <laughs> it or Back to the Future, and it's like this is their own version of time travel it just happened it just yeah. happened right it's so absurd. i mean you're already happened. watching a tv show about a sponge and a star underwater you can suspend your <laughs> right. disbelief just a little bit further yeah. okay i got a question for you because this is kind of long, along the lines of absurdism is spongebob a sea sponge or is he a kitchen sponge Oof. i had we this conversation about, with my friend the other day we've had this oh, really? argument what before what did you guys say I said a kitchen sponge. Yeah, I think that's I what agree. we determined it was a kitchen sponge. But it I, fell like into the nuclear water and turned into a. There was or like. Did a, I say sea sponge? Well, now I have to I remember. googled it, and supposedly, um, it's he started off as a sea sponge, but then the creators and the animators kind of delved more into the kitchen sponge as mm-hmm. the seasons progressed. Well, it's funny because his parents like definitely look more like a sea sponge. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that he is a sea sponge, and that's just what sea sponges look like in this world. Oh, I remember what I said. I said My he's opinion. a sea sponge. But he looks like a kitchen sponge, yeah. so he's like oh. the kitchen sponge. Like, oh, that's they, what they people based saw off they of. designed yeah. kitchen sponges. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. That's what I, I remember. So, that's what I decided. So, chronologically speaking, then, does that mean the events of the entire SpongeBob series take place in a time before Prior. our world? Uh, a thousand percent. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of like Star Wars happening a long, long time ago. So, what yeah. happened between the events of SpongeBob, the television series, and modern day, like, like planet Earth? Like, was there a nuclear war that wiped out uh, all technology? No. The world may never know. Yeah. What about Hasselhoff, though? <laughs> He was born. What about Hasselhoff? Oh, well, he's immortal. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's not an iron he's an theory. Okay, guys, we're <laughs> still working on it. We're, still we're, I'm, it out. I'm ironing it out. Okay. What's that we were saying about suspending our disbelief? Yeah, right, exactly. right, 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 right. Ready for a bubble break? Oh, yeah, bubble break. Uh, so to start off, before we jump into our topic, uh, Jules, why don't you give us a little bit about yourself? Oh, boy. My name's Jules. I'm 25. <laughs> Hi, Jules. Uh, I stopped drinking three months ago. <laughs> I stopped drinking like 12 hours ago. Um, <laughs> it's been rough so far. Uh, no, I am 25. I live in New York. Uh, I work at a large arts organization um, in their marketing department. I like crafts and reading. <laughs> Jules is really good at crafts. We have a couple, yeah. what are they called? Embroidery oh, yeah. hoops? Yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact those, name for those it. Those are yeah. the terms, yeah. yeah. We have um, one that she made us. It's pretty cool. Thank 
you. Yeah. Uh, I like learning how to do stuff and then doing it and then promptly never doing it again. <laughs> so I have, I have a big old box full of craft supplies under my bed that are just like kind of halfway used because I got through like five or six projects of one thing and then I burned out on doing that one thing too much. Yeah, like that's how most crafts go though. Oh yeah. yeah. So at this it's point, good it's to like, know when I'm trying to do a craft, oh, yeah. I'll call you up. Please do. I have so many supplies. Trying to do our cosplays. So I have so your, many types of glue. What's your like SpongeBob experience? Have you had a lot of like did you watch SpongeBob yeah. a lot? I watched SpongeBob growing up. Loved it. Um it is a major part of my friendship le- lexicon at home too. Like one time I was at, you know, summertime and I was hanging out with my friends at their cottage on the beach, which sounds bougier now that I say it out loud. <laughs> um, but it was a super rainy day and we had nothing to do and there wasn't cable or anything at her house. So we just like sat on the porch and listed every single SpongeBob episode that we could remember. Uh, nice. And we just kept going for like That's a solid sick. 45 yeah. minutes. You know, there were five of us and we were just sitting there naming spongebob episodes yeah. can i ask you something so, uh selfish totally do they listen to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely mentioned the podcast but i don't know if they force them to well now they, they have to yeah, yeah. On it. because yeah. i'm a star yeah. you're you're love well you've me, always so. been a star oh, we finally got you booked so. oh my oh. gosh well it does take months sorry of to our other guests no no so. she's and, the well, hottest commodity here yeah. she's she's <laughs> been she's been on the this is her debut performance jose and i are old news by this point yeah we're also guys, the oldest and we just found yeah, out so. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> boomer we're bored of you now it's yeah, fine i'm a boomer i'm 46 um, you know how old yeah. i am i remember when this episode was new like i swear to god yeah. i remember when it was a new episode you yeah. made yourself yeah. like that i mean, oh, I mean <laughs> the age difference between us is not that big <laughs> you're all here like baby well that's true but like, no. Jules is only two years younger than us that's, not <laughs> that's right no three because i turned 28 okay anyways okay. Anyway. away from the age you're thing, a uh, grandfather yesterday i went on youtube <laughs> and i started watching uh there's like this clip called nostalgic nickelodeon clips um like commercials and one of the first things that popped up was pick boy and oh, I specifically shit. remember watching Pickboy and like new uh, Nick Tunes on like rainy days. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when I got home from school, and I was like, "Wow, I'm old." <laughs> well, yesterday <laughs> on the train ride home, my friend Cadiun and I were trying to like stay awake because it was super late and we were really tired, and so we just started like naming all of the old television shows that we would watch when we were kids. Pellswick. Uh, Hells- Cat Dog. <laughs> Cat Wait, Dog. What did you just mention? Pellswick. What is it? I don't remember about the kid in the in the wheelchair. It wasn't very good. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no, not because he was in a wheelchair. No, it was Damn, actually Dan. pretty cool. <laughs> there was just a kid in a wheelchair and it wasn't like a big tragic thing. It was just, just poorly written. Of, it was just, just a bad poor, show. Yeah, like the representation tragic. part, cool. The actual content of the show, Sad. pretty bad. But yeah, so I, you know, loved, loved Spongebob growing up. My Great. dad hated it, but... Most parents do. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. They have to learn to love it. They do. And you're in good yeah. company. Um, (laughs) so this week I figured since we're all here, Mm -hmm. uh, and the one thing we're all consistently coming together to talk about D and D and play D and D might as well talk about it here. I don't think we've done it on the podcast yet. We've actually discussed like how we feel about D and D past experience and stuff like that. And like our sessions and stuff now. So I think this would be a good time to like riff about that. So do you want to start Jules? Yeah, sure. Um, so my first D and D experience is playing with these fools. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, um, you know, D&D is part of, like, the cultural lexicon now, but um, my brother played it when he was younger, but never really, like, got into it a whole bunch because he didn't have a ton of nerdy friends, you know? Um, yeah, you need the right group of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he, actually, Dan and I were talking about this on the way up, he 
kind of straddled like the art nerdy and jock world and he troy bolton he he absolutely and troy, troy bolton <laughs> um, it's a hard thing to do yeah really I crossed hard. over yes and uh you know i think both of us are unexpectedly nerdy it's not like on our sleeves but once you just peel back like one or two layers of our personality like the freak flag really comes out and we're just like <laughs> hardcore nerds yeah. um and so i didn't really play it growing up either because again my friend group isn't really into that version of storytelling yeah. and so when you texted me omar and was like Josh and I are trying to get a group together. Do you want to play? It was honestly one of the biggest honors of my life. <laughs> I was so excited because I was like, Josh is like, I, I can DM. And I was like, okay, if you can DM, I'm going to find people to play with us. And the only person I was really worried about was Jose because he lives the farthest. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I knew he'd be down. I was just like, Here's the thing. I learned that in D&D, I tried to do the things I would never do in real life. Yeah. So I had two characters. My first one is Eldramar for the listeners. And he's kind of a, a brute in the sense that he was very physically strong and he was down to fight. But he was also a godly man. Or at least I attempted to be a godly man, a paladin. But I realized that <laughs> I attempted to. It was a long journey, but by the end of it, I think I had gone to that point, in the, uh, that place with the character. But I realized that he is who I strive to be in real life. <laughs> Just try to be as kind and as noble. Once again, it was. Yeah, I think you need to work on the I, on the kind part. I don't on think that one. kind and noble are words I would use to describe that character. No. What would you? Running use? into villages and like threatening to cut people's heads <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, knocking on the mayor's door that. and trying to fight a young woman who I'm answers. Not, I'm not. Comes out, Wait, so. Are you out. saying that's what you want to be like? No. <laughs> it took me a while to get to the noble part, which is um yeah. to our listeners. I accidentally killed Omar. Well, not accidentally, I got possessed and I killed him. And purpose. after that happened, <laughs> after that happened, then I feel like I found the character. Yeah. And the same thing with my new character, Darren. Um, he's kind of like a slacker college boy. Um, and I feel like slacker isn't associated with me. Yeah. But you guys are laughing, so maybe it is. No, no you, so. you get after it. You do. You get it. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I learned. That my D&D &D characters are people who are just like the extent of my personality. Hmm. And who I think aren't. A lot like me. There's similarities, but it's not who I am. You know how people are like, you should date a ton of people so that you know yeah. like who you want to be with. You should play D and D so that you figure out. Like, uh, oh <laughs> just God. test the it all out. The person you want to yeah. become. Like, yeah, like read. it's not consequence free, but the consequences are limited to your game. So like, yeah. might as well give it a go. Well, what the it, next character I'm making uh, is myself, which I'm excited to do. Help us. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite D and D memory of playing with you so far, Jose, actually occurred outside of a game. Um, we were at Fatima's birthday party and there were a oh, lot of God. people in the room uh, and it was, you know, a lot of loud party conversation. Jose was on the other side of the room from where I was sitting and talking to someone about D&D. &D. You know where I'm going with this, <laughs> don't you? Oh, no. And, um, and you know, then at the, the, you know, like this, this was a moment that made me believe maybe there is a God because everything <laughs> happened like at the most perfect moment. There was a dip in the conversation right at the moment when Jose was saying still at loud room at party uh, volume. <laughs> you can have sex in d, &D. <laughs> It's true. And everyone, every last person in the room looked at you and was like. Oh god, they were all judging me, but me, I, I would never. Why? Meanwhile, me, Caroline, and Omar were in the corner just cracking up at you. Everybody thinks it's just it math so and good. capes. Well, it is math and capes plus sex to the to the end of fucking NPCs. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people I describe it as as like storytelling as yes. choose your own adventure. Yes. Totally. Like when someone's like, give me an example, I'm like, okay, yeah. the five of us are stuck in a room. Yeah. Um, all you can see is a door. What do you do? 
Yeah. Like that's the example I always yeah. give because to yeah. me is D and D is storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. stuff like orgies and having sex. Is, <laughs> it's part of yeah, it's story. Story. Sometimes it happens. I watched it's Game of Thrones. I do the yeah. same thing to people yeah. when they're when they're like, How do, how does it work? How do you play? And I was like, We could play right now. Like all I have to say is like you're walking down the road, yeah. there's a man trapped under a wagon. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And some people yeah. are like they always say it like jokingly, they're always like, Well, I stab him. And yeah. I was like, Okay. okay. <laughs> and then they're like, Well, I can just do that and like you can. You can just do that. You can like, try. I can make a world where that punishes you mm-hmm. if I'm your mm-hmm. like DM, but I can also make a world where that is rewarded. Like yeah. you stab yeah. that guy and it turns out he was the bad guy the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like and for a lot of people, like it throws people off how simple and straightforward it yeah. can yeah. be. Yeah. I think I think so I never played D D until I played with y'all either. Um mm. this was my first group. And same, we com- kind of all learned together, which I think yeah, is nice. It was really yeah, good. And yeah. it, I think part that's part of what made it fun for me yeah. was that I felt like I was on the same level as everybody for the most part. Mm-hmm. But um, it really, for me, uh, combines. So when I was a kid, I used to make computer games. And it, so like I used to have this, I have this like dormant interest in game design and I'm also a writer. And it's like, okay, yeah, like D&D is like storytelling mixed with game design. And yeah. like, it's, it's just this perfect like combination it's also a, a social event it's also mm-hmm. an excuse to crack jokes with your buddies and like yeah. yeah it's just like a really cool like amalgamation of like a bunch of things that i just enjoy in general yeah, you know? yeah. like and i if you had asked me a year ago like oh do you think D is going to become like one of the your favorite things to do with your time i would have been like probably not like right, i don't yeah, know like, i don't know uh-huh. anything yeah. about it yeah. like I'd rather stay home and play Pokemon all <laughs> yeah. by myself. But yeah. yeah, I think it highlights the fact that like uh, games are fun when you play them with people. Yeah, yeah. especially you know? the right people. The right people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I was kind of nervous. You know, I'm I wasn't like a video game player mm-hmm. before I started playing D and D, which I feel like is a very natural, you know, transition into it or out of it. Um, and I was nervous because it has a lot of different storytelling techniques that I'm not accustomed to. Yeah. Love to read, love to, you know, watch theater, whatever, movies, TV, but like the choose your own adventure aspect, making those choices is like, it was a challenge for me to feel like I could confidently do that while like staying true to the characters that I have. Um, I'm dungeon mastering this one and I wanted to know, Josh, was there, is there things that you notice? For me, I notice patterns with people Mm -hmm. as how they play and how they like solve problems and like you were talking about like you never played a video game before mm-hmm. and i think is it was for me when i was playing with josh and he was dming it was like certain things i'm like oh this is obviously like this is how you fix something yeah or like uh when i started you guys in our campaign when i was like oh they could use this as a parachute i'm gonna give them that option yeah and all of you went for it but like sometimes when people don't have the like video game vocabulary yeah. in the back of their head it's like they go for it and they're like oh i and how they solve a problem is completely different. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And to, yeah, to me, like that's part of what's what's fun about like um about the game. You can play it no matter what your perspective is. Yeah. Mm. No matter what your experience with like games and storytelling is, because like someone who has a very video game like heavy background or like uh could be in a group with someone who's like an actor who is like an improviser and like yeah. it's just like you know, more role-playing versus more, like, gameplay strategy and, like, the way that those two different ways of approaching scenarios. I was going to say with Jose, I feel like it comes out a lot. Some of the yeah. you think of to do <laughs> yeah. cracks me yeah. up. 
Jose ran a one shot and it was the <laughs> wildest thing that ever happened. With for those of you unfamiliar, a one shot is just like a one like an all inclusive campaign. <laughs> all in like usually you can get it done in like one session or two sessions. My favorite part of, a, of Jose's one shot was was when Santa sucked off Josh's character. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hey, that's literally I mean, what that's happened. What happened. Right. Santa's like, 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 blow job. Right, Come that, on. Okay, I feel yeah. like I'm 50-50 on like very relieved and very upset that I missed this <laughs> game. Like really it's, okay. a, it's a dead split. Well, here's the thing. What I learned about DMing, like that that little situation it is not so a little that I situation. Had yes and <laughs> your way into it. Right. I was trying to yes and everything because it's an improv thing, you know? And uh that's actually the coolest thing about DMing, and I think playing the game too, that you can't necessarily plan too much of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's um I remember talking to Omar about this, like as far as character. I'm like, we were talking about Eljamar, right? And how uh <laughs> it took me a while to really find that character, like yeah. very towards the end. Um, and it's kind of like finding the balance between what you've already written and also finding that character growth within the story. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that's what's really fun about D&D and yeah. uh, the storytelling aspects of it. And it's not until that you're you're put in those situations where you have to make a choice and you're asked, okay, if I'm playing this person, I'm not making the choice, they're making the choice. How do mm-hmm. I stay true to their choices? Yeah. And having to like clearly define that character through their choices instead of just being like, I wrote this really cool backstory mm-hmm. and that's the character and it ends there. It's like, okay, if right. if this person has X backstory, how would they react in this situation right now? It's like the big thing that I've learned like through DMing and now being a character is also like it's like a confidence thing. It's okay. only right. trusting your gut. Like right. when I went into being a DM, I was like, I have no idea what doing. <laughs> like I have no I idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh I my God. No um and so just like I'll just make a story and go with it. Like like things that happen, like the orgy, that was never planned. That happened. Oh yeah, the there was an orgy in uh, Josh's. That's campaign. how it ended. Our... That's how it ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I had no idea how this is gonna happen. Like it just happens that way, and it's I don't it know. It felt organic. That's you know? the thing. It's just you got to be confident, like building those choices. It's <laughs> like a real orgy. Yeah. It right there into it. <laughs> I felt Our like I was there. <laughs> does we do some really horny campaigns? Don't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, we're horny I mean, people. I think oh, that's what I it guess is. So it's not like on purpose, you know? Like it's. I feel like it was situational. Oh, I think a lot of it is also that we're like, <laughs> we joke about it. We're yeah. like, oh, what's that? And it's like, oh, well, that's uh, scissors. What do they do? And then Josh is like, right. it's for an orgy. And they were like, <laughs> we can go for it. And it's they were like, key. okay, yeah, we want to do that. Like yeah. our characters <laughs> would totally want to do that. And like, it's a, I think it starts off as a joke and then it ends up of overtly sexual. Yeah. Whoops. Right. <laughs> so the transitioning out of the bubble break and coming back into the episode, I think the second half has a, like, a lot more action and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they actually like form a party. So I wanted you guys to like discuss like what do you how well do you think um, SpongeBob's party would fare in like an actual D and D campaign? Because oh <laughs> I feel like you got like a bard situation with Squidward and yep. stuff yeah. or Squid Squidly. They're not, they're not a combat. Uh, they're not combat would not be one of their strengths. So I suppose it would it would depend on um like what kind of campaign the DM was running. I actually disagree with that. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Sandy and SpongeBob. Like. Basically nuked Sandy in well, like yeah. a hot second. I that I'm not gonna say too much about that because that's relates to my Wumbo lesson. But like, <laughs> like, 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 there, no, no one in that party is a tank. I don't think. Oh yeah, it, is is what I. I mean. don't know. Like, I felt like, like Sandy and SpongeBob together were like yeah. a dynamic. Maybe duo. Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I wasn't sold on SpongeBob as a fighter. 
Because I think SpongeBob got away. We haven't talked about it in a while, but like the godlike powers showed up so much in yes. this situation. Like him taking he all those hits. Swallowed her. He swallowed whole. her. Yeah, and he turned to dust and then reformed. Like we don't. That yeah. is what something. That mouth that, do? <laughs> what class is that? He vaporized. It's a custom class. It's a custom yeah. homebrew. Yeah, it's a homebrew class. I do like how he greets the blacksmith, <laughs> uh, where he's like, "Greetings, Iron Man." Just grabs him by yes. the throat. Yeah. I also think like they avoided like they're trying to say. They're trying to put Iron Man in without saying Iron Man. Same thing when they did, uh, they said, oh, we're stuck in medieval times, but they never mentioned the restaurant yeah. medieval times. Yes. But I like all those little things. But like the fact that he ends up with a jellyfishing net just like sets up yes. like the ending so much better. I love a weapon sequence. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I think it's hilarious. And I think um, that his thigh high armor boots <laughs> are something that I really would like to see in like, one of our yeah. campaigns. It should be a, co- he, that's yeah. a cosplay. That's right? a cosplay right like, there. Stepping out of that changing room yeah. in his thigh high boots, ready to go kick ass, and then just absolutely gets the crap knocked out of him by Sandy, literally vaporized. We didn't uh, talk about it a lot in the first half, but Planktonomore. So, what yeah. do you, I really like how they added Karen into yeah. this universe yes. yeah. as a crystal ball? Yeah, it was perfect. genius. Was I yeah. it's like yeah. perfect. It's just technologi- uh, technologically advanced enough, but also like. It fits. It right. fits yeah. so well. I, I think they did a really good job in this episode of uh, translating, like, finding the parallel for each character. Yeah. Um, Except for Gary. Justice for Gary. Yeah, yeah. all right. We can <laughs> agree to disagree about Gary. I thought the fact that he was a leech was funny. But... I think they did the same thing with the world, too. Like, yeah. Mr. Krabs Castle was the Krusty Krab. Yeah, 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 yeah and, like, exactly. the same, like, when we go to, like, Plankton where he's on a phone book when he's been yeah. on a phone book in the past, And two, it says yeah. phone book yeah. with an E at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> phone bookie. that, like, the imagery... I thought that they they really like leaned into the nerdiness of it because um, Planktonomore looked like Sauron, and then yeah. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. like Sandy has kind of like a I am no man moment, you know, like <laughs> she takes off her helmet and it goes from this really deep dark voice to to Sandy's voice, and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I was waiting for Tis only a flesh wound. I was waiting for oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sad that they didn't drop one of those in there. Um, I do. Unfortunately, when Sandy gets her beat, I do like how she says "strike quick and true and true, noble sponge," because I feel like that's something that you wouldn't. I don't know if that actually happened in the past, and that's one thing I'm really curious about. Is like everyone talks about like when people used to fight in the past, there was like rules, and then you mm-hmm. would just like that's how you'd follow them. And like now, I couldn't imagine anyone in a fight situation is like. I've done bad, just kill me. Right. A, like, well, well, I feel like it's the code of honor thing, right? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like like that's the whole that's the whole thing about knights. Like even when it's even when it's your enemy, there's a code of honor to follow to like maintain your knighthood. So yeah. you've but, Do you think but... that actually happened though? Do you I don't know. like in the middle of a battlefield, like a knight is like on the ground and they're like, I failed and like they're just okay with you I think slashing it was more their one head off. on one. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I think samurais did something like this. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they would yeah. uh that thing where they would just kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also happens a lot in anime. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. <laughs> but I also feel like that's a very like, you know, Asian culture situation. Right. Like mm-hmm. I wanna see white Europeans doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like nah, yeah, they would. kill me, I'm dead. I'm no, I'm white curious. people have way too much. <laughs> ego they'd have to tweet about it first. that's why i'm wondering if they well, actually yeah. did it so like you know if you're being bested at some point you have to admit defeat do you want to like go out not honorably and not you know stoically and accepting of your fate i'm telling you now if i was on a, in a street fight and like yeah. i was about to like not Flight. go i would not be like 
Good job. Just you curb just stomp job. Do it. I'll put my teeth on the curb, yeah. please. Stomped true. Like in sports, it's called good sportsmanship. You know, yeah, like shaking yeah. someone's hand afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that may be the modern the, version of yeah. it. The one thing I, the one thing I think about it is that during medieval times, everything was so divine. Everything was so much about God and like yeah. aftermath and like God's fury that I feel like that might have been the one thing that would motivate like a knight who's about to be killed to. Uh, like maintain the code. Got it. Uh, I don't know. I wonder about medieval times in general, like how much of it is like actually like any of how it's depicted was the yeah. truth. Like like dragons. Like well, no, <laughs> dragons were there. Like we know that we for know sure. That for a fact. <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> um. So one thing that I do want to bring up with the end of that fight is how Patrick. It was the one thing that oh. I remembered. <laughs> the one thing I remembered from that. Uh that this episode vividly is there's like Patrick it's working do it again and he just gargles <laughs> so much spit and just and then showers God. her with it that's one of the things that I, I wrote down I have a note down. that just says ew Patrick spit in all caps <laughs> that's like the only thing Patrick does in this episode I wrote episode. that down yeah, Patrick does dunce. absolutely nothing he's in this episode a, he's just a waste of he's, space he's in this the episode yeah. like for sure and he eats mutton because of course there's mutton. Um, I understand like that was medieval Sandy doesn't have a helmet like like the like to keep that yeah. another yeah. thing like oh, how yeah. like that's the one thing that crossing uh like universes and stuff that doesn't make sense You're to right. me. I was yeah. like above water question mark is well, what yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right? I was wondering that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, when because when Patrick started doing that uh spit thing, the first thing I thought was is he like sucking in the water from the air around them? There's not a lot of like underwater jokes in right. this episode. Like, Especially like, because Patrick's worried about his water running underwater. Well, that's just, <laughs> that's just Patrick. When they showed when they showed Plankton's castle, wasn't it surrounded by like fire? Lava. Yeah. But there's yeah. Rocks, there's underwater. There's always fire and but here's I, a here's the concept smart. though. Yeah. The only thing that we see before they end up in medieval times is them getting kicked through a ceiling. So yeah. what if they get kicked through the ceiling onto dry land. Okay, okay. How is this resolved again? They wake up, um, and like they get onto dry land. They're in medieval times. They're above ground, and then they go back down underwater, and they just land back there. Maybe ah, they land. I like this. Maybe theory. it's medieval yeah. times above ground. Maybe because oh. SpongeBob is a prequel to our timeline of planet Earth. Here we go. See, it's all coming you, together. Dan, you have to give it time. You have but, to give it time. So I think maybe they get kicked onto dry land and yeah. they are dying because they because they don't have water to breathe. Which would, and this is just like their dying vision. Which would oh, also God. explain why they struggled to get all up all of those stairs <laughs> when they're going up to the castle to get like to get Pearl, you yeah. know? They get to the top and they're they're huffing and puffing. In their defense, though, is... that was a lot of stairs. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is realistic. I, I huff and puff like getting out the subway, and I yeah. hate it. <laughs> every time. <They're> like... <sighs> what you, happens how... with stairs? Like, why? Why is it like that? Like, I can walk up like a hill, a big hill, but then you go up like a couple stairs, and you're like, "Ooh, what do I feel that?" Like you're lifting so your knees more, more, right? I, yeah. I, 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 have I, to I do, do it every day, Josh. Lift. We almost do it every other day. Lifts though, like, like, and if you're an otherwise sedentary person, like, you know. If you don't also, like a lot of very steep inclines yeah. stacked on top of each other might be difficult, more difficult than just a regular, yeah. right. like gradual yeah. one. You know yeah. what? I mean, Last there's some summer... like apartment stairs that go up that are like a lot steeper. I'm like, yes. this is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, Josh yeah. has like three to four like little flights of stairs to his apartment. Those are no, steep not those at are all. Steep. You yeah. are a little. And every time so I'm up there, I'm like, I'm up there, I'm like. Because we talked about this in the group chat. I hate it. (laughs) Omar was like, it's so far. It's too many. I hate it. And then I walked up and I was like, oh, that's it. 
But that's and what I'm saying. Mentioned in do the you group still chat. get? Do you feel like your heart race when you go up uh, subway stairs at all? Every time. Uh, yes. When See, I, that's well, what I don't I'm hustling. get. I'm hustling up those stairs. I, I think maybe for I should me, go more gradual. Yeah. I think for me, the the heart, my heart racing is more about the anxiety of being alive on the subway. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm hustling. That might be it. I never want to be that person that's like slowly lumbering up the stairs. You know, we all have places to go. It's yeah. just anytime I go catch fast. myself thinking about how absurd the subway is, <laughs> that too. my heart just goes. <laughs> you know, last summer I, I kind of I got offended at myself. Because I was going up the stairs and I was helping him puff. And, and then uh, I started jogging last summer and it was still the same thing. Yeah. I feel like no saying, matter I what it's a different, I do, it's a different that's muscle. what I'm trying I'm to say. It's a puff. different muscle, I think. So you got to hit, you. You hit the stairs. I do like that uh, Plankton uh, gave them water. Yeah. But yeah. I was but, confused. No, but he took it away. He offered. Yeah. But uh, there's two things. So, like, I like, I was confused. How come the sparkling water has a happy face and the pure water has a sad face? Because it's bougie and it knows it. I guess. How clean do you think the drinking water was in the medieval era? Well, that was bottled, so who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think it was clean. That's why a lot of people drank beer instead of water. But the second thing is I really like the joke where he pulls it away and he's like, psycheth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was one of my biggest laughs on the episode just because of how stupid it was. It's just such a dumb joke, but it's like, and it's also like very, uh, even then, psych is such an old thing to say, yeah. and it's even older now, and it yeah. still hits pretty Psychist. well. And also, <laughs> the voice actor who does Plankton is just so good. Yeah. Everything he does is I great. would like to mention how much I liked Plankton with a beard. Yeah. Um, I thought it suited him. Yeah, yeah it does look good. It yeah. makes him feel a little bit more regal and evil. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It he really... was a snack. He <laughs> was a snack. It added to the evil persona, you know? You know, it, I, yeah. I read that a uh, facial hair ma- makes men more attractive, scientifically proven. <laughs> so he's definitely a snack. I'm not I, saying I, re- I also that read that, I that on Men Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Manly Man Magazine, manliness. What do you? Manly. That's where I bought my edition. <laughs> what do you think about his magic, though? Like, do you think it was spe- something special about SpongeBob that it didn't affect him, or do you think it was just weak magic that he couldn't like do anything to SpongeBob? Did we see well, him use it on anyone else? I don't think so. I think that it probably just bounced off SpongeBob in the way that all of the um, punches did. You know, mm-hmm. like he yeah, yeah. he's not a non-conductive sponge. Yeah. Everything that you put into him just kind of like bounces around and then comes back out. He's like a DM's worst nightmare. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he absorbs it all. I yeah. had the same exact thought. Yeah, because I I wondered like, would that have happened with Patrick? Or Sandy, who's right. wearing Sandy. a metal suit. Oh, she yeah, would right. have been right, fried right. squirrel. And it also follows the internal logic of the show, where like every time SpongeBob loses a limb, it grows back, right? Like yeah. he, he like doesn't really have anything. It's like Wolverine, to lose with like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess like the main thing that he has to worry about is like being beheaded by a guillotine. <laughs> and even that, <laughs> like, couldn't you just kind of like either stick his two halves back together, or, or would the bottom half grow a top and the top half grow a bottom? So then we'd have two SpongeBob's. Too, I don't. Too many. We've SpongeBob's. seen SpongeBob <laughs> sprout. A prom episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's like fungal. I'm glad you brought up uh, DM's worst nightmare because when he pulls out the, the, what's it called, jellyfishing net yeah. and he goes for the jellyfish, I really like how it like, it literally, I thought it was like, oh, he just one shot at the back guy. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, have, one hit, one hit wonder. I have the net is mightier than the sword and yeah. then it immediately disintegrates and underneath I have, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it was like the Krabby Patties that like, 
solve the problem at the end of the day. Yeah. But it was like that was like the whole knockout juice thing from the campaign that we yeah. did. It was yeah. like this yeah. like yeah. one item that like completely tropples everything that we yeah. do. But it's so true. Like my my small lesson for the second half was uh, hungry, grab a Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> how often is that the solution, you know, yeah. when you're angry? Mine you is that Krabby Patties unite us all. Cultural, <laughs> cultural empathy and sharing via food. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, where was SpongeBob keeping those Krabby Patties? In one of his holes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got deep weird. pockets. It's been established on the show. Yeah. But like he pulls them from. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> what I it's like is when he pulls pocket. it out, the burgers fall out, and then he puts them back in the bag somehow yes. magically. Yeah. A greasy yeah. bag full of patties. SpongeBob does low key have like magic powers. Yeah. Like, I, even even when he's not in this med- medieval episode. I have a small lesson that says magic isn't always evil. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, kill the witches at the beginning, and I was like, yeah. hey, if they are witches, they could be good witches. Yeah. yeah. That's what Wizard of Oz taught me. Um, I my, I had a small lesson that was um rely on your strengths. Totally. Yeah, like SpongeBob, like is like everyone in the um it, it it the entire episode is like kind of a story about SpongeBob, uh, just like doing what SpongeBob does. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Know, so I'm like teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. Your well, your net might fail you, but yeah, good thing you true. have your pals. Yeah. I do like how the whole thing is resolved just with him being like. Well, let's eat if we're about to right, die. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. You're hangry. <laughs> yeah, were That's what Patrick did. That's no, the but one it wasn't thing even Patrick who did it. No, so he I said he said the one who asked. He said, "Oh, food. can I have my Krabby Patty?" Oh, okay. At least. I will say, yes. <laughs> they were a lot more zen about the fact that they were going to die when the jellyfish was going to kill them, than when they were going to be beheaded. It's well, nature's way. Yeah. 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 So SpongeBob died doing what he loves. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they had time to like acclimate themselves to the idea of death, sure. as opposed to being like. <laughs> You're in the 11th century, and we're about to behead you. I've been on death's doorstep. That's another uh, like small <laughs> I lesson I put is eye. be open to change. Because <laughs> 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 they were like they were okay with it after yeah. after yeah. Patrick had his like mild freak out about the water running. He was like, okay, well, well this is where I, I live now. Here. Yeah. One of my small lessons is uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because everybody had like they acclimated so quickly to being in ye old times because. Yeah the people that they knew in their community were pretty much the exact same at, like, as, as before, they were yeah, 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 yeah. in their own time. And that's what we've seen with other SpongeBob, like going back in time. It always seems like there's a consistency between their characters and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which, Which I still think SpongeBob's an immortal, an immortal like reincarnation. Yeah, because we never yeah. saw the uh, medieval kind of versions of them. Right. Where's medieval SpongeBob and Patrick? Well, but here's the thing, and they, they kind of touch on it at the end. Was it a dream? Or was no, Squidly was there. Yeah, Squidly the was Squidward there. Squidward paradox. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, Inception. Yeah, like I didn't know what to believe because then the the lady said something along the lines of, uh, "You, you fell you pretty fell hard." Off. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, wait, what? But then there's Squidly. I'm like, what just happened? I think that they might have grabbed him when they fell back. Are they, I, are I like to think that there should be another episode of Squidly saving modern day Bikini Bottom. Yeah. Now he's like in the future. You know, I like wonder that. how Squidward would feel about meeting the ancestor that cursed him to mediocrity. Maybe, <gasps> maybe be like a good like forgiveness arc. Oh, Wumbo lesson time! Whoop, whoop. So to start things off for this Wumbo lesson, I want to start with Jules because we've been just doing that consistently, and I like it now. Oh, I like going first. So what's your what's your Wumbo lesson? Uh, my Wumbo lesson is that jellyfish are basically dogs. And huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was not expecting this at all, which is great. You Go know, on. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously teamwork makes the dream work, connection via food, but really, like, everything that we've seen about jellyfish 
is that they're just kind of big dogs. <laughs> if you don't feed them, they get mad. Big they dogs. Might, they take the thing that you want and bring it somewhere else <laughs> because they like it and it's shiny. And, like, you know, you can try and train it, but at the end of the day, <laughs> jellyfish are just kind of big dogs. Big dogs you catch in your net and squeeze um, <laughs> for jelly. Yeah, totally. You don't do that with your dog? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've been misusing my dog you all get these. that chihuahua yeah, jelly. Yeah, jelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but on a more serious note, I I really like the fact that the the resolution of this really came through food, um, because yeah, I I love food. I love to eat it. I love to cook it. I love to share it. Um, and I think that it's hilarious that all of the conflicts really came just back to like, okay, we have this food. It's old times. Thus begins Let's the be capitalism, you know, <laughs> yeah, this machine. empire. Yeah. Um, and it was the thing that changed em- enemies into into colleagues. You know, they went from I feel like it's a good test of friendship to eat dinner together. Yeah. Because yeah. right? then, like, if you can't even have a dinner together, like, yeah. what are you doing? And I mean, you know, maybe the jellyfish can't speak whatever language SpongeBob and Patrick are speaking, but they can share a meal and find connection that way. So... Jellyfish are dogs. Krabby Patties deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. Solid. Nice. That is my Wumbo. <laughs> Dan, what do you got? Uh, my Wumbo lesson is that in life, as in D&D, you must approach your problems with creative problem solving. Aww. Nice. Um, throughout this entire episode, SpongeBob does not do what like the typical fantasy hero does, which is which would be like brute force, like sword fighting and all that. He solves every problem that's put in front of him like his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from like uh getting out of the jail cell by and like being kind to Squidly, like saying, "Oh, he needs to come with us." Like, yeah. um, to like the final resolution to like not having the sword. Right, he can't yeah. hold the sword, and instead he goes for the jellyfishing net. Yeah, which by the way, one of the wildest moments in the episode is when he drops the sword and it just impales the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, he's like, that will need stitches. Like, he's just like, ha ha ha, that'll need stitches. He's so excited. Shout out to that blacksmith. I hope yeah. he's doing all right. And, and um, then he just like goes tossing all of the different swords yeah, around yeah. to try and find. Yeah, and then so like his weapon of choice is the is the jellyfish net. Um, He, he doesn't really fight Sandy like they do some karate but that's very much in Spongebob's like character traits yeah and then he wins by doing his weird like shape-shifting that we see him do in yeah. all these episodes and then he doesn't kill her and then finally the big bad the jellyfish he defeats by um first trying to catch it and then feeding it like Jules was saying like so every problem that like is expected to be just handled with like a sword Spongebob handles with like things that are uh more aligned with his personality. I like your big lesson because it feels similar to mine, but different, unlike Josh, who just steals things. Uh, I put sometimes the things you are... Here we go. (laughs) Sometimes the things you're destined, I put that in quotes, or set out to do don't happen in the way that you expect them to. Mm. So I think that also applies to D&D. Like you you plan for all these people to go on this journey and they change it up. Same thing like with other problems. Like sometimes... You again in life, th- unexpected things happen, and sometimes that's the way it just has to go. Just like how SpongeBob at the end could have killed certain people, or could have like again they saved everything with food as a, yeah. such an yeah. unexpected like end thing. And also, like he stepped on plankton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was yeah it's right. so that was the end of it. It right? was yeah. so funny. He yeah. just stepped on him. He like went charging, and then it just flat. happened. Yeah. yeah. Jose, what do you got? Uh. Well, my first one, Josh stole. 
Classic. <laughs> it was uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing something, speak up. But I'm also kind of basic and not creative as you guys. Uh, then my second one, Jules mentioned a few times, teamwork does a dream work. So uh, I'm just going to stick to a new one. Um, Let's do it. Let's yes and this. Uh, yes and. Uh, Sometimes things don't go how you expect. Go ahead. Y- yes yes you know what sometimes things don't go how you expect so you just kind of have to go with the flow and yes and 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 go with what god gives you and just amen preach brother <laughs> so your big lesson is my big lesson <laughs> yes and. but a little more godly all right you know what yeah. you know what? all right here we go and when when life gives you lemon yeah when life gives you lemons yes and there we go okay <laughs> yeah nice josh <laughs> What, um, what lemons is life giving you? <laughs> in fact, I'm going to steal all your lessons right now. Um, I think it's just like commit to the journey that's put in front of you and stuff like that. Mm, I think yeah. that we like they weren't expecting to be jousting in this entire episode, right? But they ended up doing it and then they went on this big adventure. They didn't be expect to be part of this prophecy, but they went on it and they still did it. And they brought Squ- Squidly along and they brought a friend and they met another friend. They made Squ- Sandy. So it's like along the way on these journeys, like only all, all these unexpected solutions, all these unexpected things happen, but like really great things come out of it. And I think for them, it did. Like, and they yeah. had such a good attitude through it all. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. part of it is just like yeah. like everyone's saying, like there's some unexpected crap that happens every day. Like I sometimes a train runs 15 minutes late. You're like, <gasps> I'm not going to fucking sit there and scream and yell. I'm like, you just got to roll yeah. with it. And I don't know. I will sit there. So and to be clear, and yell. what was your lesson? <laughs> it's just that you have to trust the, like trust that like your journey is like, that uh, it's gonna work out yeah yeah or it's something yeah, whatever's yeah, gonna happen like, is gonna happen yeah you gotta ha- stay positive throughout like whatever is gonna happen to you right perfect and like at the beginning of the episode they were like oh i guess we're part of this prophecy and by the end they're like we're the prophecy yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go with it this yeah. is my destiny <laughs> all right i want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode and also thank everyone for joining us today and Hopefully we'll get some D&D uh, in us soon. Jules got a one shot going. I'm very excited. I'm very um, nervous. <laughs> you're going to kill it. Um, if you want to send us anything like suggestions, comments, please reach out to us on isminiesapodcast.com or you can email us at isminiesapodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, if you get a chance, uh, write some reviews uh, on iTunes. We could use a couple more. I saw one from Peter. Uh, thanks Peter if you're still listening to the podcast thank you for that uh, we'll read it probably uh, next time um, also be sure to share this with your friends and your enemies and to comment wherever you can as a treat for all of you we're going to sing one of Squidly's many bops uh, I think we've all uh, we've done our rehearsals we've done very really good and um, done our vocal warm ups <laughs> okay, red leather much. yellow leather <laughs> <laughs> alright uh Hark ring the bell, twas all ended well. The dragon is vanquished, the princess returned, and only a few of us got badly burned. <laughs> Watch out, while you were singing, Evendal comes home and stole your rubies and scrolls. You'll never catch me, heroes.